Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. Hello, hello everyone. This is Suzanne Klavnikov from Police Science Doctor. Today I'm broadcasting, speaking to you from rainy Rome. Yes, you heard me right. It's rainy. And now if you're able to see much in the background, I it's very embarrassing. I actually forgot the name of that big landmark building there in the background, but you can see I'm in a pretty central location. It's quite noisy. Maybe you can hear that. It's very noisy in the night as well. Um, I had to sleep with earplugs for the last two nights, um, but I don't want to complain. I had a great weekend here um, with family. So Police Science Doctor is the website that brings um, criminology, policing research, police science, investigative psychology, forensic psychology to the practitioner, practitioners working in law enforcement and other related subjects. And I try to be the conduit between all the research that is being done to the people that actually need it. These police science snippets are one way that I'm doing this. Every week I go through research findings that have been published and try to find three golden nuggets or three trivia, if you will, but that are research-based and useful for people working in the fields that I just mentioned. And I email them to everyone who's on the police science doctor email list, and they actually get these emails every Tuesday with the links to the original research. And you can join that list. It's completely free. Just Google police science and uh, go to the police science doctor webpage and enter your details on the form that pops up, or you'll find it at the bottom of every page. And then I also go on social media, as I'm doing right now, and um, tell you about those research snippets and put them into context a little bit if I can. Um, I do hear you can hope me. I, I do hope you can hear me. Um, clearly, the lack of sleep has been a little uh, accumulative over the last three nights, and it was raining like crazy last night. And um, I'm about to leave the hotel to fly back home, so I hope it is going to stop very soon. Um, Anyway, enough morning. So the first snippet for this week is about stress in prisons. And stress in correctional offices in Canada is actually not primarily caused by prison inmates, but by co-workers and managers. In addition, job seniority and gossip were the main stress triggers associated with co-workers, um, while centralization of decision-making processes and the lack of instrumental communication and support triggered stress coming from managers. So... That is actually reflective of what's going on in policing. You know, we all think that, and rightly so, policing and being a prison prison worker are extremely, extremely stressful jobs. But actually, the main stress in those jobs comes from the people you work with in the organization, how everything is um, built up around you, how everything functions, and how your superiors treat you. Um, and that's where most of the stress and trauma actually come from which is absolutely changeable. That's something that, you know, the organizations and management can definitely change much more easily than the traumatic content of the actual work itself. The second snippet for this week is about co-witness consistency in children. So this is when um, children are co-witnesses in something. And, um, well, let me read it. When multiple children are asked about the same event, the consistency of their reports may be used as a heuristic for credibility. So we assume that what they both tell us must, must have taken place. However, co-witnesses are quite inconsistent. Between 32 to 55% of all details recalled were only mentioned by one co-witness. Practitioners should be cautious of using co-witness consistency as an indicator of credibility. 
So if you have been using that, if you have thought that, okay, whatever both children tell me must have taken place, that's actually not necessarily true. And just because um, maybe I think what this, what this is saying mainly is that just because it hasn't been recounted by both children, that doesn't mean that it didn't take place. So if you're working with children and if you're taking their statements and interviewing them, just be aware that this is not really an indicator of factualness. And the last bit for this week is about the abuse of power for, se for a sexual purpose. Research loosely suggests two types of police officers who abuse their position for sexual purposes, the shark and the fisherman. The shark is characterized by those who make rapid sexual contact with a specifically targeted, highly vulnerable victim, often causing lasting harm. The fisherman uses a more tentative approach, casting a wide net to many potential victims, with similarities to grooming, but often failing to make sexual contact. So, obviously, see if you can observe anything like that in your colleagues, if you're working in the police. So, the shark is targeting a specific victim, usually highly vulnerable, goes in and causes damage, whereas the fisherman is sort of trying it on with, with a lot, I think is what they're trying to say here. And Dr. Terry Cole of Bournemouth University was one of the authors of this paper. So I hope there was something of use for you there. As you know, these there are three different snippets coming out every week, so not all of them will be relevant to whichever role you've got. If you come across any snippets, if you've got access to papers and you read something, you think this is actually quite practical, usable, um, applicable, then please do send it in because sometimes I struggle to find snippets to present to you. So next time I'll be broadcasting from England again, and I hope you have a great week, and uh, I'll speak to you then. Thanks. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps, and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com, and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address, and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam. This is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts. Thank you.